maybe I'm, this is a bit naive, but I'm surprised to read there are still people who are wondering, is this a hoax? Is this really a big deal? That continues to surprise me. This is Crisis Cast 2020 with me, Toby Goodman, a podcast where I get timely wisdom from experts in life and business. These guests will answer my five questions, sharing wisdom and insights to help you and me get through this global shitstorm. Today on Crisis Cast 2020, considerate Canadian, open optimist, and master mediator Jeanette. Bicknell gives us her take on the pandemic. There's something about Canadian's tone. I could listen to it all day. So calming. I met Jeanette through a network that I'm happy to have joined, and it was great to use this podcast to get to know her more about her work as a professional mediator, how she shows up for her clients, her family, and herself. The quick bio, Jeanette Bicknell, PhD, is a Toronto-based chartered mediator. She helps her clients create stronger organizations where people can focus on what matters in an atmosphere of cooperation and mutual respect. In her diverse career as a conflict resolution expert and professional mediator, Jeanette's helped dozens of businesses, boards, business partners, and management teams work together more effectively and make better decisions. Jeanette obtained her PhD in philosophy from York University and taught at universities in Canada and the US before becoming a mediator. Here's Jeanette. Before we start the show, I have something for you if you identify as pod curious. It's perfect for you if you're an expert, consultant or business owner. Maybe you're wondering if podcasting is worth the effort, especially now, or perhaps you've tried podcasting in the past but have been disappointed with the results. In this free guide, Podstar, I'll share the exact seven steps we use to help publish over 2,000 podcasts each month. To get instant access, go to podcastnetworksolutions.com. Hi, Jeanette. Welcome to the show. Hi, Toby. Thanks for inviting me. My absolute pleasure. Now, um, listeners have just heard your official bio and you're classed and, and describe yourself as a chartered mediator. And I understand that some people may think about mediation as maybe specifically around marriage and, and divorce and stuff, but I think it's there's quite a lot more to it than that. So could you maybe explain about what you do in a little more detail? Sure, sure. Basically what I do is I help people who don't get along to work together effectively and respectfully. So I work with boards, I work with leadership teams, I work in different kinds of workplaces and organizations. Any organization that's not reaching its goals because of some form of conflict, that's where I can help. Okay, so jumping to the main umbrella subject of this podcast, Crisis Cast 2020, you're a very experienced person. You've got a PhD, you've been in business for a long time, and conflict and uh, mediation, I imagine, is going to be top of mind for a lot of people. So I'm really interested to get your thoughts globally on how people, how the, the community where you live and, and how the world is going to get through this. Well, that's a, that's a great question. I think we're going to get through this by everyone has to prioritize their physical and mental health. Uh, we have to stick together and we have to support one another. I think it's important that we don't pretend that everything is going to be the same and that everything is going to be okay. 
it's important that uh, we focus on reality and the situation as it is, try and understand it as best as we can and move on from there. While I think we have to think positive and be optimistic, I don't think there's getting around that, you know, this is going to be a very difficult situation. Absolutely agreed. And specifically, you obviously work inside businesses a lot. So I imagine that your daily life has has changed somewhat since everything's happened. What's the specific situation in Canada? Because I understand the US and the UK pretty clearly. Where's Toronto at in kind of lockdown mode as we speak? You're supposed to go out only, let's say, for shopping and for exercise. They've just banned uh, gatherings larger than five people. That was a couple of days ago. There's a very kind of near where I live, there's a very kind of cute neighborhood. It's kind of it's a pedestrian part with old houses. And a lot of people walk through there who don't live there, take it and walk through with, with their dogs. The last couple of times I'd gone there with my daughter, she'd said like, mom, I don't want to keep going here. It's it's too crowded. And sure wow. enough, yesterday, a sign appeared saying, no groups, no couples, walk in single file, maintain social distance. There's lineups to go in the grocery store often because they try to limit the numbers. The mood, though, I'd say the mood is still pretty good. The weather has been nice. It's been sunny and and that helps a lot. My sense of it is that people are complying with the rules and, you know, trying to see through to the end of it. Yeah, right. And you've got one daughter or more? I do. I have one uh, daughter who's 18. Uh, has that affected you or is she kind of okay doing her thing on her own all day anyway because she's 18? She's she's okay doing her, her thing on her own for the most part. She's keeping on top of her studies. But I think it's actually hardest for her in the house because, you know, she can't see her friends. And, yeah. you know, teenagers are used to to seeing their friends. And uh, I'm, I know we're, we're going to talk about what is on the other side of this. And I don't have any good answers, but I, I do think that it's people around her age, young adults, who are going to be the most profoundly affected. And it's whatever changes that they go through, whatever happens to their mindset, I think is going to be pretty influential in, in the next uh, few decades. Yeah, right. And I wonder if we then stay with that theme of what does it look like on the other side? And when we think about 18-year-olds and younger people who are traditionally classed as people that are absolutely glued to their smartphones. I wonder if they'll be less glued to them at the end of this because they'll value the actual human contact and physical space. So you'll maybe one of the results will be that we'll actually see 18-year-olds sat around a table talking to each other rather than looking at their phones. You know, I, that wouldn't surprise me at all if that happened. And, and also, I, I think sometimes young people that age, they, they've grown up with the technology being so good. And like, I think you and I can probably remember the early days of the internet and dial up connections and all of these things that just seem like now they seem like they're from the stone age. They're not, they're not used to that stuff. And so now with technology, with internet overload and possibility of failure, I think that has also been kind of a surprise for them. And they may, I I think one of the impacts is they're going to be thinking more aware of the fragility 
of life in general and and maybe of the fragility of our technology as well yeah yeah so thinking about your work and and how you work i'm not exactly sure exactly how you run your business but getting back to that how are you adapting and how are you going to get through this in the short term while while all these restrictions are on you well part of my work i do some coaching I, I do coaching with, let's say, managers who are having difficulty managing some of their uh, employees. And I also coach employees who sometimes uh, have difficulty with their their managers. So I, I see both ends of it. And some of that coaching I was already doing over video because the people I was coaching were out of town. So that worked very well. Mm. So I've continued on that. I may try and do some more of that. The two-party, kind of classic two-party mediation, some of it is going online, especially what I would call civil mediation, which is people who are heading to court. And I've seen some of my clients who I do that for, some of them want to get it done and want to move to video, and others have just postponed and said, let's wait till we can meet in person. I'm pretty much playing a waiting game now and looking, uh, trying to work on other aspects of my business, trying to work on my marketing, proving my skills in various ways and kind of looking towards the end of it and, and trying to, you know, think for myself, how are things going to be different? How am I going to adapt? Yeah. Right. So with the opportunity, as I suppose, someone with a positive mindset will try as hard as they can to frame this as an opportunity to spend time on things you otherwise may have put to one side because you were busy doing the the Mm one-to-one stuff when you're focusing on your marketing and and other aspects of self-improvement what are the results gonna look like for you because you've managed to be gifted this time in a slightly strange way right so i guess what i've been trying to think about is there will be an end to this we don't know when it will be. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But, you know, conflict is ongoing. There will be workplace conflict. There will be people who need my services. How can I set myself apart from other mediators, uh, other people who do this kind of work? And how can I be of the most service that I can be to, to my clients? So that's how I've been thinking about it. And how can I be the best person that I can be doing this kind of work and help people most effectively? So as you're working that out, are there specific things you're looking to build around marketing? Like what the online focused stuff that you're looking at? Is it tools or is it like a copywriting thing or how does that play out? For oh, you? Okay. So I've done, done some more blog posts. I've done four blog posts uh, specifically on conflict and coronavirus. They're up for people. I'm also just reaching out. I've been doing kind of more whatever the opposite of mass marketing is, (laughs) kind of narrow marketing to previous clients, to prospects, to people who've reached out in the past. Great. Sounds like you've got a pretty good plan. And it's funny, isn't it? Because I think my experience is, you know, I know I need to make content. We all feel as business owners, we need to make content, put it out there. And some of us were doing it. Certainly I was doing it relatively successfully in a closed way to certain people that I'd met in person at conferences or, you know, had been connected to by others. And now I feel like because I can't do that anymore, 
you know, I am on a marketing push. And yet at the same time, I'm acutely aware that people are cutting back in the short term. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear. And so doing the kind of marketing piece, but also ethically uh, and, and thinking about and being really mindful of, of where people are right now and trying to yes. be considerate of that. Very that, true. That's, that's Very a challenge. True. So, yeah. so, so actually specifically writing blog posts about conflict, but also talking about Corona in the same blog post is, is relevant. And, and I think that's, that's a really good, mm-hmm. that sounds like a really good move. Maybe I should mention in the past, in the past couple of months, I've sort of come to the idea that um, I'd like to write a book about uh, conflict, workplace and organizational conflict. And so yeah. you mentioned like the gift of time. Now I really have very few uh, excuses not to be working on that. So yeah, well, I hope that's amazing as well. Yeah. So tell me from your background in philosophy, how you're drawing upon, you know, those tools to help you and, and, and help others right now. Is that something that you're thinking about? Is the philosophy going to be included in the book? I don't, I don't know if it'll be included in the book yet. I, I do draw it on it in my, the blog posts I mentioned. And the main kind of body of work that I guess is speaking to me right now, and I think speaking to a lot of people, is a stoicism. Right. One of my favorite books is by Epictetus. Uh, the English title is is the Handbook, and it was actually this is actually part of a manual that was given to Roman soldiers. So Roman soldiers carried this kind of handbook around with them, and it's very much about when you're not in control and how to how to think about the limits of your power and the limits of what you can control, realizing that you can't really control very much. You can only control basically your own thoughts and desires. And going from there, how do you how do you act in the world? How do you kind of peace of mind? I guess those right. are the sort of things I've been thinking about. And is that a book you would recommend? Is it an easy read or is it a kind of full it's, on it's a very easy hours? read. It's short. I would, it's available free on the internet. Um, I like the translation by Nicholas White, but there's other translations that are also fine. And yeah, it's a, it's a free download. Uh, Epictetus. Oh, great. Okay. So we'll link, we'll link to that in your episode show notes. That's really useful. Thank you. And in terms of immediate tools, like looking to be helpful, you're someone who who helps people with conflict. I, I imagine that being locked up in a house <laughs> with even your most uh, loved people that you've decided to uh, to build a house around, if 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 you're in that situation, there is going to be m- maybe raised tensions. And um, certainly speaking from experience, there are there have been moments in the last few in the yeah, last few no, days sure. with with, for, with homeschooling. Sure. So it's, yeah, uh, you have an amazing you have an amazing uh, video which I'm going to link to as well that you, that's, that you sent me. What would be your initial advice on how to kind of deal with conflict that arrives in a in a lockdown household? I think the best thing I can say is realize you can't control other people. Other people are at the top of the list of things you can't control. So, you know, just just be at peace with that. Connect with your own values and what's really important to you. And, 
you know, ask yourself, is this whatever incident has come up, is this something that is worth fighting for? Is this worth fighting about? Or is this something I'm just going to like shrug my shoulders, move on to the next thing? Is this something that is going to pass over in, in a couple of minutes? And, and hopefully, hopefully it is. And obviously, this is, this is not going to work for, let's say, if there are parents who have very strong disagreements about their children and the, the impact, the what, what health precautions they should be taking for their children, if, if people have very different values you know, I'm, I'm certainly not going to tell them to, sh- to shrug it off and move on to the next thing, but that's a, that's a different conversation. Yeah. And I, and I think that's still hugely valuable advice because you would imagine that most people who've, who've shacked up together and had a family do have essentially the same values. Like you, you would, would, you would yeah. hope that, yeah. <laughs> that that is a thing. On one hand, in, in your video, you're talking about dealing with a conflict with, with someone who's basically being a little bit messy and untidy and not doing the dishes or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is totally, totally valuable and relevant, relevant to this when you're talking about, you know, how specific strategies of how you should home educate and homeschool kids. You know, this isn't a problem I ever had until last week. And essentially, we just had to have a meeting about it and say, like, this is how we're going to deal with this. And remember, we're not, we're not teachers. Uh, professionally mm-hmm. been teaching in the past but but I'm certainly not a teacher of three you know a three-year-old and a six-year-old like I've never taught those I'm used to being their father but yeah. you know and it, equally we're in a house and they're being they're they're kind of in in a class together right they're brothers they're in a class together we have to find stuff that's appropriate age appropriate but all of the stuff that I think the whole world is probably experiencing if they have more than one kid and maybe just just to give ourselves a little bit of a break and realize we're not teachers and it's tough. I mean, ha- having, having taught classes of university level people, I, I would also say that my experience is that it takes much longer to teach a class of, of 20, 20 people uh, a thing because there's 20 of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so we're actually getting, we're getting a, f- a fair bit done early in the morning while their energy is up. feels like maybe they race through that stuff. But I think when you take into account, when we're talking about three-year-olds and six-year-olds, the stuff that goes on in classrooms, and none of that's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. So certainly it's really good. I'm going to encourage people to watch the video about the um, intent and impact. Yeah, yeah. awesome video. Let's uh, encourage people to go there. Now tell me, since this has all happened, we've, we've spoken about your experience locally in your community. Since, since this has all happened, I guess we've, we've all got two lives. We've got the one that we live um, physically in the world with our families and in our local community. And we also have this online world we all live in. What's, what's impressed you? What's, what's surprised you since this has all happened? Um, I guess one, one thing that has surprised me is how quickly this went from, could this be just be an inconvenience? Will I have to cancel, you know, this trip? I, I had several uh, trips planned in, in the spring, uh, four of them. And, you know, at first I'm thinking, oh, like that, that trip in March, I'll probably, you know, will I have to cancel that? You know, of course I've had to cancel all of them. So, and it just, it seemed to go over, it seemed to be just like a few days between how much of an inconvenience is this going to be to, okay, you stop, everything has changed, like just reorient yourself. So that, that was surprising. It also 
surprised me how many business people were able to just take this in stride and and pivot and change. And I so admire them. I so admire people who can do that. That's not really me. I'm more of a, I feel I need to take my time and, and think things through, but I'm hugely impressed by the number of people who just were able to almost, it seems, turn on a dime, understand the situation and and deal with it and be able to give back in, in such a profound way to the community as well. Maybe I'm, this is a bit naive, but I'm surprised to read there are still people who are wondering, is this a hoax? Is this really a big deal? That continues to surprise me. Yeah, it's certainly, um, if it is a hoax, uh, I'm fooled. It was, it was, um, it was a strange April Fool's Day. No one seemed to be really interested in, in that, um, this year. Yeah. Um, is that, um, but yeah, I think, I think. Some people have really shown up and I'm, I'm really happy to see that. It's okay to take a while to process this because it's nuts. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is just, this is just like, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of you, be caught out using buzzwords, but I don't think none of us have ever seen anything like this before. Um, and, and all being well, we won't ever again, but yes. I'm just yeah. really hoping to, hoping to take, take something from it, yeah. including, you know, just, just getting some more skills. That like like you you know you make ah oh, it'd be nice to do that one day well well you know now's our chance so it's it's funny you mentioned that none of us have ever seen something like this when the lockdowns first started and my daughter's uh, university was uh, closed uh, she said to us I've never been through a pandemic before <laughs> and I said well my goodness like how many do you think I've lived through like this is different like this is new to all of us where none of us has like a playbook for this yeah yeah and that's uh, that's worth remembering in the uh, anxious times so Jeanette tell people where they can find out more about your hugely valuable mediation skills and and where they can get in touch with you if they if they would like help with their businesses around dealing with conflict so I guess the best place is my website it's Bicknell mediation one word dot ca. So bicknellmediation.ca. I'm also on Twitter and on LinkedIn. Perfect. So you mentioned my videos. Yeah, I have a, there's a Bicknell Mediation YouTube channel with a few videos up as well. Great. We're going to link everything to it in the show notes and then you'll be able to share, share that out as well. Um, thank you so, so much for coming on Crisis Cast 2020. And um, I look forward to catching up with you soon. Oh, and thank you so much for inviting me. And uh, I look forward to hearing all of the other episodes. Excellent. Thanks, Jeanette. This episode of Crisis Cast 2020 was produced by me in London and Kate Astrakhan in Michigan, with artwork by Ryan Field and sound design by Lee Turner. Crisis Cast 2020 is a production from Podcast Network Solutions, a full-service podcast production company who are ready to help you plan, record, produce, and promote your message with podcasting. To find out more and grab your copy of Podstar, if you're feeling pod curious, visit us at podcastnetworksolutions.com.